And now, broadcasting on Star Worldwide Networks, it's In the Green Room. Green is in, but what does that really mean for you? Join the gang for a fun and energetic half-glass, half-full perspective to what and how sustainability is the lifestyle for the future. It can really affect everything you do, from your health, wallet, environment, money, even your morals. So our goal, to help save the planet one show at a time. Now, welcome to The Green Room. Welcome, everyone, to In The Green Room. I'm Kinga. I'm Chet, and I hope everybody's having a great day in the studio. And and we have another co-host in studio. We've got Summer. Summer, say hello. Hello, I'm Summer. I'm just a singer, but I do have things to say, and I hope they're interesting. <laughs> they're well, very you're one interesting. of our resident musicians. One of our favorites, of course. One. Of course. And you really are one of our personality is just great, so we got to get you on the mic. It just happens like that. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So Chet missed this, but she is wearing uh, a Goodwill dress, and Goodwill is one of our premier sponsors. Goodwill belt, too. Hello. <laughs> and she bought her dress today. Yay. That's awesome. We're so, so proud sustainable of summer. too. Got to give Goodwill a shout out because they're a premier sponsor, but they also are just a great company from top to bottom. We're using materials, um, getting people jobs, lots of different things. So they're so about community, and uh, they're training homeless people uh, that don't have jobs. Uh, they're giving them computer skills. Well, anybody that just jobs. needs to get back up on their feet, yeah. So it's a big deal. And then we also have our premier sponsor, uh, our water treatment. Stroman Water. Stroman Waters. I was going to say the other name, but uh, our, we made a nickname, but I don't want to say that. Stroman Waters. And then we also have Onyx Body as another um, premier sponsor, and they are located on Thunderbird and Scottsdale Road. Uh, they're a health and wellness slimming spa uh, with a holistic approach. Uh, so we want everyone to frequent Goodwill, Stroman Water, Get your water uh, treatment from Stroman Water and then uh, go to Onyx Body. So our show tonight is all about, we're, we're focusing on Arizona and sustainability in Arizona. We have a very famous uh, film producer, director, and I want her to say hi, Kristen Atwell Ford. Hello. Hi, Kinga. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> and, and we are also welcoming in studio, we have uh, my favorite park ranger, uh, Jim Sweezy. Say hey. Hello. Hi, Kinga. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter if I hug Camelback or Piestawa. There he is. And it doesn't matter what time of day. Boom, there he is. Even on Father's Day, I ran into you and your beautiful daughter that's in studio. Let's see, where is she? Back there? Hello. Back there somewhere. <laughs> yep. uh, so I, I just feel very excited about today's show because I love Arizona. We all love Arizona. That's why we live here. And we, we need to improve Arizona, even though we love it so much. And we well, think for it's all so of our listeners who aren't yes. from Arizona, we record in Scottsdale, Arizona. And Thank you. It's a beautiful place. So. Yes. And, and our show is all about uh, making the world a better place. And we are saving the planet. One, one show, show at, at a time. time. <laughs> Uh-oh. Summer didn't have a mic to, say, to be included. But, um, one show at a time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And then we also have Summer to sing and serenade us and uh, bring happiness and smiles to our face. And I don't know what she's singing tonight, but she always writes her own music. I do have a surprise. Oh, she does have a surprise. I have a surprise, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. It's going to be the last one. It's going to be the last one. So make sure to listen to the whole thing because there is something special that I took time to do. I love it. Yes. Okay, well, I'm excited for the surprise. Well, we want to give our phone number out. Uh, We might take some calls later. So it's 602 
393-0113. Yay! Oh, and Robin, she's got some sounds tonight. Wow. Are you going to surprise me with some like incredible like new sounds? Just let Robin yes, do her thing. <laughs> Can you say hello as well, please, Rock and Robin? You're going to be in our movie. <laughs> I'm not going to ask what kind of movie that is. <laughs> of course, then again, I've been killed and I played a cop and a zombie and a million other things. So, yeah, I'm good Ooh. with that. I didn't know this about you. Well, yeah, I've been in the independent film industry here since I was 11 years old. So wow. we're talking 40 years. That's so cool. You name it and Robin does it. She, she writes books oh. and she produces shows and she's I don't know. in movies. There's and- a few things I haven't done yet. And I'm and I'm not a I'm not a guy, so there's some guy things I haven't been able to do, but <laughs> we won't go there. So, what chapter are we on now in your book? Uh, I'm halfway through chapter twelve right now. Okay, okay, and <laughs> that's what oh. we talked about last time. <laughs> chapter eleven. Chapter bang. eleven. She was on chapter eleven yeah. last time. Yeah. Well, this one's a little. It's still a little tough because now I'm working on September eleventh, two thousand one, mm. part of the book. So it's a little tough to get through. It's very emotional. And it deals with real life incidences. So, you know, it's kind of a tough thing, but I'm making my way through it. And glasses of wine don't hurt either when you're writing. So I always have a glass of wine next to me when I'm writing because it helps. Oh, wine is good for everything. Absolutely. One glass of wine a day never hurts. It's good for the heart. I was. Well, thank you so much, Robin, that you're here tonight. And grab the mic anytime because you make us laugh. (laughs) Well, I don't know if I'm going to grab it from Chet. He needs to be in command of the mic because he's got a great (laughs) voice. And like your mother was complimenting you before the show even started, before you even walked into the studio, that you have such a great sense of humor and everybody loves you on the show. So I'm not going to take his mic anymore. He's getting it back. So we need need to uh, hear about these films that um, Chris Matwell Ford is producing. And I know she's featuring Arizona which I love that you love Arizona. So what, what, what do we want to talk about tonight? Can you introduce yourself and tell us how you got started in this film producing, filmmaking, and uh, what your passion is? Thanks, Kinga. I am an Arizona native, so I think I was born in the right place. I'm very moved by... Where were you born in Arizona? I was born at Good Sam Hospital downtown oh, okay, in Arizona. Right in Phoenix. And uh, this might be too much information, but I believe I was conceived in Arcadia. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> my, my father was a... Um, <laughs> there you go. Scandalous. My father was a um, history teacher at Arcadia High School, and we lived in the neighborhood. My mother was the romper room lady here in Phoenix, which a lot of people of a certain age will remember her, Miss Sherry. And uh, we had an idyllic upbringing, um, you know, that all centered around the pool in our our backyard that was filled with water from the Salt River. And the Salt River is the river that runs through our life here in Arizona. It's everything. We love the Salt River. Chet's been floating on it, right? Yeah, I'm actually probably still a little bit sunburnt from it. I feel like every weekend you're doing that. That's like his summer twice already this summer. So, yeah, I guess that's kind of true. (laughs) <laughs> well, my, my first documentary film is about the Upper Salt River, which is the wilderness run up above the dam. So if Chet was out in an inner tube this weekend below Saguaro Lake, that is um, the area of the river that comes down through the dam system that's owned and managed by SRP and that is part of our water certainty here in Arizona. But when I was a teenager, my dad would take us out and we would, we would go whitewater rafting. And there was a very dangerous rapid Mm. on the river in the Upper Salt River in the eastern part of the state. And I'm looking out the window here out of your studio past the Superstition Range. 
and it's, it's fairly due east, maybe a little bit north out there. If you hike to the top of Camelback Mountain, you can look over four peaks and just imagine yourself in that wilderness area that is uh, straddled by the San Carlos and the Apache, um, the White Mountain Apache Reservations. And uh, when I was in college, some men took it upon themselves to go into this wilderness river run and blow up the most dangerous rapid on the river. And the fact that it was... Vigilantes. Yeah, well, they they took matters into their own hands, which I, I believe is the definition of a vigilante. And what became clear to me is that the fact that this area was designated wilderness that it was protected to remain in its natural state for the exceptional natural features that it offered us and the experience that we had there meant nothing to these people. Well, that's terrible because where do you draw the line? And anybody and everybody could go out and do the same thing for whatever reason. So that can't be okay. It can't be okay. It it wasn't okay at the time. These men were indicted, and uh, this happened in the mid-'90s, so they were charged with the same thing that the Oklahoma City bombers were charged with, which was destruction of federal property by means of an explosive. So it turned into a much bigger deal. They thought that they were landscaping the area to make it safe and to make it more friendly to commercial enterprise, which were short river trips up in this area. And for people like me, I, you know, I lost my right of passage to test myself and to get my crew and my people through this place safely. And so I decided to document it. Otherwise, otherwise it would be lost. And, well, and nobody, you know, until you told me about your movie, I didn't know that this even happened. I mean, it just gets lost. Right. So that's really awesome that you you know, made this into a movie. Well, thanks so much. It's, it's called Quartzites Fall, A Wilderness Tale. It's a short film. It's available on Vimeo. If you, if you look up Kristen Atwell on Vimeo and search Quartzite, Quartzites Fall, um, you can find it and watch it. It's out there in the public. And it, it really, in my mind, um, carries a leave no, no trace message about the value of our landscape in its natural natural conditions. So is it kind of a documentary of those events then? It is it is a document it's a documentary which is completely factual. It tells both sides of the story and it lets the viewer decide where they stand. It does not preach. That sounds really interesting. I'm it's excited to watch it. How do you feel about this Jim Sweezy uh, our park ranger? I'm on board. Uh, so to speak. Give far, us an opinion. What do you think? We get far too many people that uh, think the Desert landscape is just a playground. It doesn't matter. Uh, they go out and hurt things. You climb up Camelback and walk into little noceum gnats. Well, where do those come from? From all the fruit rinds left behind by the hikers that toss stuff off to the side. No, take care of Mother Nature. Well, I, I know I, I ran into you, as I said earlier, on Father's Day, and I, I see you hiking all the time because you're out there protecting our uh, hikes in our preserves, and uh, we discussed rattlesnakes oh, and uh, what people should do when they see them. And that's another important part of Arizona because they're everywhere. Yes, um, how yes, do you indeed. feel if you see a rattlesnake? What should you do? Stay calm. Don't panic. Well, the first Don't thing I do jump is jump and start Hello. running. Yeah, well, <laughs> of course, I'm going to panic. You should stop doing that. 
Um, oh, she will definitely just start screaming. Yeah. <laughs> yes, if I see rattlesnake. She's easily frightened, to say the well, least. That's, that's going to scare the snake, and they're already scared. If they're rattling, they don't want to be stepped on. They're letting you know, hey, I'm down here. Don't step on me. So stop moving. Find them with your stereoscopic hearing. Find them with your eyes. Don't move. Let them go where they want to go. So if you have headphones on and you're listening to music, is that a bad idea that in the summertime? That is a bad idea. And it's, it's a crazy deal. We ask people to use headphones so they can listen to their music on the trails and not bother the people that want to hear the birds and bees and whatever. But you can't hear the rattlesnakes. So that's, that's a catch-22 problem. Hey, Jim, I have a question for you, if you don't mind. Being a ranger, and you manage a lot of the areas where people hike close to town, is that correct? Absolutely. Have you noticed that a lot of rattlesnakes have stopped rattling when they encounter humans? Mm. Uh, Maybe that's a possibility. We had just yesterday hikers telling us, oh, gee, there's a a, uh, rattlesnake at Post 27 on Camelback. Oh, my gosh. Well, was it making noise? Where was it? Blah, blah, blah. I was just sitting there watching people. Sometimes that happens. Camelback is good people watching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love That's it. That's so true. Are, are uh, rattlesnakes territorial? Like, will they ever just come after you trying to bite you because you invaded their space? Or I don't that? think they bite them. No. Wait, do they bite or what do they do? Yeah, they, they bite. They do you, bite. It's a snake. They, they, they oh, bite. What else they could a snake do? Hollow fangs. <laughs> And they inject their poison into you. Yeah. So, it, yeah, they do it. Um, but, no, they're, they're resting from catching breakfast and taking their time, and they're not going to chase you down like in the movies. Okay. It's well, not like snakes on a plane. Well, if they're on the... The, <laughs> the only snake that actually chases people down are black mambas. They're very territorial. I actually did a project about them back in high school, but back on track. And where are the black mambas? <laughs> They're located in sub-Saharan Africa. Oh, so, good. Yeah, so not park, around here. <laughs> park, park ranger Jim, Sweezy, do you agree with that? I agree. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just wondering, you know, because I do feel like if I see a snake on the trail, I'm going to panic. I mean, you know, you're just, you see it and it's like, what do you do? There's nowhere to go because, you know, there's just the trail and then you've got all the cacti. So what do you do? Do you turn around? Well, depends on where the snake is, what it's doing at the time. If it's curled up, that's a strike position. Don't get close to it. If you move at all, don't go closer. But uh, if you stop, the snake is probably heading into its burrow, like the one that Morgan and I saw Saturday morning, just before we saw you. Oh, that's right. So let it move. Don't bother it. Okay. Is it good to have a, a walking stick with you? Just uh, in case? Just in case, yeah. But don't go whacking the snake on the head. I mean, maybe push it gently and let it move away from the trail. All right. I, I got this. I got this. So do you have any questions for Kristen about the wildfires and her film, her documentary? Oh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. My- and how do you feel about the vigilantes? Uh, well, I'm kind of a vigilante myself, but, uh, <laughs> um, you're putting the pressure on me because my day starts, I get up at two, uh, I start work at four and I work 10 hours a day out in the desert. So I'm going to, okay, let's see. I've got to think. 
I'm tired. <laughs> um, well, while you think about that, we can yeah. go to a song. Summer, uh, we are so excited to hear you sing three songs. So let's get started. We're uh, kick off the first one. And I know you have a surprise, so we're just I really do. excited. The surprise is the last one. Got to stay the whole time. Jeez, I'm just hitting everything right now. All right. These, like, chair arms are the hardest thing with the guitar. Here. I'm going to sit at the very end of the chair. That way I can have my guitar. Yes. I got it. I'm, I got it. Don't even worry. All right. So I'm Summer, by the way. I, uh, I'm in a band called Undecided Youth. We do classic rock. We do our original stuff, which we have an EP we just released in November, self-titled. It's called Undecided Youth, and uh, we couldn't figure out a band name, So, and we're all pretty young, so we were Undecided Youth. Couldn't figure out a uh, EP title, so we just self-titled it, because we also couldn't make a decision. So it was a common theme there. But uh, And your band <laughs> won for Alice Cooper's competition. We did. We won Alice Cooper's Proofs in the Pudding this year. We were the winning band. We got to perform at Celebrity Theater with uh, the Hollywood Vampires, which is Alice Cooper, um, Johnny Depp, Depp, and Joe Perry from Aerosmith. And then uh, Blue Oyster Cult, I got to have lunch with them. They were really, really sweet. And then I love them. You never mentioned that before. Oh, I haven't? Oh, my gosh. That's a big deal. I love bragging about that. Oh, my gosh. It was so fun. Oh, they're great. They told me how they wrote the song Godzilla. My band does that song. So it was really interesting. They're very old and small. You would not expect it. You would not walk into it and be like, ah, yeah, that's Blue Oyster Cult, because nah, they don't look so like So what it. age group are they? They're probably in their, like, 70s, 80s. They're probably getting wow. up there, yeah. Wow, they're incredible. I love them. They really are. But uh, this song is by a band called Heart. I'm sure you know. Love Heart. Yes. This is uh, Crazy on You. Love Heart. I'm just excited because I learned the solo in the beginning. So <laughs> now I just got to do it everywhere, basically. So... This is that. <laughs> well, you look beautiful tonight. For those of you that are on the Star Worldwide Network and you can't see Summer or all the beautiful cast here tonight, go on Facebook, in the green room green, and you can check, out, check us all out. Check out all the fashion. Yes. <laughs> all right. Let's see.
You gotta grab that mic. You missed it. Wow. I didn't miss it. I was here Did for like. Did you miss like, it? No, I was here for like the first <laughs> half of the song and then the last like 20 seconds. But okay. I had to get some water. Well, the whole thing My, was good. It was cotton mouth. I but literally had She chills. killed it. Yeah. And the guitar it, intro, that was, you nailed it. Yeah. So how long <laughs> yeah, did that take you to learn hot. that? Uh, it took me like an hour. Yeah. But I mean, hey, it actually, no. It took me two years because I didn't have the confidence to learn it. There you go. And that's the truth. Okay, yeah. the talent you have, I mean, I, I feel like there's no better talent than you. Really? Yes, because you don't only, you have the voice. You I'm have my head big. the presence. <laughs> yeah, the presence. Thank you the, so the much. The presence, and, and you're an entertainer. I feel like this is the voice or something. Well, <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> nod, nod. No, I'm right. serious. Like, everything about you is just amazing. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You get a 10 that. for every category <laughs> you own it thank you, you. you thank you so i mean i'm just having fun this is my favorite thing to do in the world and you know well, i'd show that well we absolutely love you so uh what's the surprise i'm dying can't tell you it's a surprise we still have to wait you still gotta wait <laughs> still the last song <laughs> all right still well, the last one okay well we have two more songs um but i think we're gonna now uh say uh goodbye to park Jim Ranger, uh, Jim Sweezy, because we're, we're going to bring over Tammy Bossy. Um, but do you have any more questions? Summer, do you have a question for the Ranger? I, um, well, I just find it very interesting, you know, talking about like the rattlesnakes and stuff and, you know, being out on the trails. But I'm personally not afraid of snakes, so I don't really have that problem. But I oh, do good. see. You can hike with me then. Yes. Yes. And you can help. I'll just talk snake. to them. I'll tell them it's all right. She's fine. Go away. Go. go back home. That would work. I yes. have a question. Do you have a badge? Yes. Yep. Where, where do you get your outfit? Oh, that's a good question. That's that's supplied by City of Phoenix. Um, standard issue. Uh, not the greatest. Gee, if they have to find me, I'm going to blend right in with the territory. That's right. Uh-huh. Light tan shirt, dark brown shorts. Uh, where is he? Uh, 
And so the, I, I had one last question. If you're right. getting, you see a swarm of bees, what do you do? That's a great question. That is oh my god! Because I've heard some people like fall off of Camelback Mountain when they get attacked by. Yes, a swarm. that is a great yeah. question. And that sounds okay. like the worst way to go. Like, and I, I've seen bees up there too. While getting stung, no. Yes, that's that's something to watch out for. Um, okay, you get a few warning signs if you're walking along and one or two bees are flying around you as fast as they can go, but not getting too close. Stop moving. Become oh. a tree. And don't even follow them with your eyes. Really? That's your first warning. Second warning, you're much too close to a hive. A bee is actually going to come up and headbutt you somewhere, bump into you. That's your second and last warning. Because uh, if you keep moving towards their hive, somebody's going to sting you. And these um, killer bees not only pump poison in with their little mechanism they're spraying a scent out and that's telling hey margaret just stung that thing right there go get him <laughs> and that's bad so so act like a tree to stop yes if you get the first warning just stop moving and and they figure well oh that's not something attacking this area they'll leave you alone is it urban legend that you're supposed to lay down or does no. that not help? If no. Don't lay down. You could lay down on a snake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might you might lay down on a snake who's also hi- trying to hide from the bees. Uh, so that's a problem. No, um, move as fast as you can away from where you think they're all coming from. Wait, I'm confused. I thought you said to act like a tree. That's after the first warning. You get that second warning. You move away from them. You get out of there. Yeah. So okay. first warning, you stop. I'm happy to know yes. this because yes, I yes, hike yes. a lot. Second so. warning, you start running. Yep. Move okay. away. Absolutely. Oh, like what if you're like at the top, where do you run to? Well, down the trail <laughs> and, and hopefully they don't follow you too much. Okay. Cause I panic when I see a bee. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I just start screaming and start running. <laughs> yeah. So respect the bees, respect the snake. I think it's kind of adorable that they just headbutt you. They just come up and yeah. give you a little bump and yeah, just, just like, hey, hey, you know, they don't like that you're here. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, like territory. Honeybee uh, I actually do. I trust in solidarity with the bees because <laughs> I know we need bees as well. We to do be need bees. I think yeah. that sounds adorable. We need to respect their territory. So yeah, yeah. we do. Give and we've up. had a beekeeper uh, on here a couple times, and we're going to have him back on, Derek. So yeah, um, you know, we'll have to have you on many times because you're a wealth of oh, information. Yeah. Thank you so I'll much be for being here. Thank you. Um, Jim we'll see you Sweezy. on the trail. Thank you so much. Yes. yes. Yeah. Everyone yep. look for him. I'll Thank you. There. Yay. Okay, so now we want to welcome uh, Tammy Bossy. She's from the Green Chamber. And um, here we go. Let's, I'm definitely uh, excited to ask Kristen about a few so more of her documentaries. Ta- as Tammy and I will share a mic. When the time is right. So, we're going to well, hear. I want to start talking. So Tammy and I are going to share a mic so that Summer can have a mic too. So yes. welcome, Tammy Bossy uh, from the Green Chamber. Say hello. Hi. Hi. Get, I'm tell glad us to everything be here. you do. It's exciting. Tell oh, us everything boy. you do because I know you're all about sustainability. You're, you're trying just, to save the planet like we are. Just try to make good things happen wherever I go. That's right. And I uh, spend about half of my life volunteering for all kinds of various. Um, uh, environmental initiatives um, with Arizona Green Chamber of Commerce, always doing an event. Uh, and uh, we're actually working on an idea for a water summit, which I'm going to try to <laughs> let's all you have the show. Love water. Talk about that. Yeah. Yes. And I'm actually doing one for the uh, uh, Scottsdale Association of Realtors 
in September. Sweet. But I want to piggyback on that. And, uh, you know, next year being 50 year for Earth Day, 50 year an- anniversary for Earth Day, I um, figured that having a water summit would be perfect. And nobody knows about Stated Day here. So uh, I would like to do it somewhere around Stated Day to celebrate. Exactly. Yes, you get a gold star. Good job. How do you know that? You, you know a lot about sustainability right here. I didn't know that Earth Day has only been around for 50 years. Yes. Only? So we have to have a big party. Well, yeah. 50 years is not a very long time. Well, I just figured that's been a thing for a while. But I guess not. Your whole life, I would My whole life, yeah. <laughs> but I agree with Summer. It, you would think that it would have been around lifetimes. for 200 years that people would care about the earth, right? Yeah. I agree. I, agree I figured that would have been a thing a long time ago. That's right. It should be common sense, but... It should be every day. Exactly. There you go. So, Tammy, do you have any questions for Kristen or for Summer? Well, I would love to hear a little bit more about... I think a lot of people don't realize how important their forests are to our water supply oh, here in, in the valley. Yes. And really just do not connect the dots there. So I would very much love to hear you talk about that a little bit. Well, great. Thank you. I had the incredible honor of working for Salt River Project on a few different, on a few different films. And uh, I, two years ago, we finished a project called Fire and Water, Restoring Arizona Forests. It's directed by Ron Harrison, and uh, it was produced by me and a woman named Rebecca Davidson, who is now at the National um, Forest Foundation. Great. And um, it looks at why wildfire is something that affects everybody in Arizona and why wildfire is an issue that people down here in the Desert Valley should be concerned about is that when there's a fire up in Holbrook or Heber or um, uh, Flagstaff, those are the watersheds that feed the rivers that that provide the water supply that we rely on. We rely on this water for our quality of life. We rely on it for our economy as a desert city. And we, re- we rely on it for um, the, the recreational opportunities in the forests. We've entered an age of the mega fire. And right now there's so much fuel on the landscape that forest fires are burning hotter and bigger and more destructively than any other time in history. And there are a lot of ways that um, we can go about taking that fuel off the landscape. It involves thinning, which is not the same as as clear-cutting. It is not the same as logging old-growth trees that was happening in the 80s. What's the difference? The difference is if you have an old, old tree that's very large, that creates a lot of habitat. It holds down the soil. It's, it's a very integral part of the ecosystem. A lot of the fuel that's on the landscape now is, is small trees of small diameter and bushes and saplings, and those provide what's called the understory. They provide fuel that these fires grow bigger and bigger and then get Mm. up into the canopy of the old growth trees and actually destroy the entire landscape from the top down. So when you have a fire that's burned hot and destructively and out of control, oftentimes uh, our fire season is right before the monsoon season. So you'll see a flood come down. You'll see rains that were usually... Which is what now? Well, right now we've just started our fire season, and right. um, Ranger Jim was saying that there was a new fire today out north. Mm-hmm. I, I believe it's fairly small and contained at this point. Um, but 
So what can people do to curtail these fires, these wildfires? Well, the first thing to do is to really to get informed and to understand that this landscape scale thinning and restoration is something that's going to take a partnership between the private sector, uh, the public sector, and, and the federal land managers. So we're also in a new paradigm of it's not the environmentalists against the loggers. It's, it's business, it's conservation, it's managers all working together for the best possible solution because this is something that affects all of us. We are all stakeholders in the health of our landscape and our mountains in Arizona. And safety. And safety. Safety. Hello. And safety. So yes. one thing you can do is if you uh, like to go on YouTube, you can check out SRP Connect. The film Fire and Water, Restoring Arizona's Forests, is available for free on YouTube. And that can start the education process of really understanding where we are with this issue and what we can do as Arizonans to really lead the West to show how all of these disparate groups that have, you know, had conflict in the past can work together for the best solutions. So awareness and taking action. And taking actions. And there are groups like the, the Northern Arizona Forest Fund, the National Forest Foundation, that are doing projects on the ground if you want to, you know, get out of Phoenix in the summer and go help, you know, mm-hmm. build trails or shore up fire breaks. Also, for people who live in that wildland inter, uh, interface, urban interface, you know, clearing your own property so fire can't jump from the public lands onto your lands will help keep you safe and your communities safe. There's, there's a lot to be done and a lot we can do. So it's, it just starts with, with being aware that this is an issue that affects us all. And so how, when you're talking about water conservation, how do you feel about, in Arizona, the people that have, like, big lawns and, and trees that are not indigenous. How do you feel about that? Like the Arcadia area type. You mean where I was conceived? <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm, I'm really on the fence about that. I have people in my, in my neighborhood who have turf, and um, I don't think I know enough about it. I mean, I know that there was a whole initiative in the 20s, the kind of greening of the desert, and we are not in that era anymore. I think desert landscaping is beautiful. Yes. Um, And I think water conservation is is really beautiful and really important. And if people have the financial means to, to put turf in, you know, I say go for it. You know, the bunnies can always eat at the neighbor's house. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and how do you feel about uh, your, the fake grass, uh, artificial turf? I don't like it, but if it saves water, I mean, if it saves mm-hmm. water and it keeps mm-hmm. down the heat island, then, you know, th- those are the things that we need to do mm-hmm. to take responsibility for where we are and, and to be good stewards of the, resource, the resources that we all rely on for a quality life here in Arizona. So, you know, do I want to roll around on turf? No, but um, if I'm saving my water bill and I'm helping my neighbors, sign me up. There we go. I have a question. Yay, so, Summer, go ahead. also kind of be for the park ranger we have. But so let's say that, you know, like me and my friends like to go hiking and stuff like that. What are some things that we should avoid doing to be more careful about, like, the environment and stuff like that? Because I heard fruit rinds is a problem. I had no idea. Well, I had no idea. Well, leave no trace, I think, is the first 
tenet of, of the wilderness ethic, whether you're in a city park or a national forest or, you know, in a wilderness area. And take nothing, and right? Right, like t- Take nothing. Don't yeah. take the rocks. Don't, you but know, also, if everyone does I that. I think Jim made a point earlier before we were on the air that it's really important to stay on the trail. Um, going off the trail leads to erosion. So when those monsoons come in and the trail starts going down the hillside, you know, that can endanger people. It can get into native habitat. You know, just kind of accepting and respecting that your trail is is your path into the wilderness and that's how we're supposed to to enjoy it yeah and you do see a lot of people going off trail and you're oh, not yeah. supposed to oh big time. i mean I, i'm totally guilty of doing that of course you are chad citizens oh, arrest yeah. I, I remember right being in hawaii and 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 we had a lecture don't hold the sea turtle don't touch the sea turtle they talked to us for like 30 minutes the th- it touched and then, me and then we and then we, we get in it. the water but chet was only like I think Chet was only like 16 and, 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 you know, he, he was the first one in. And so of course I was like, all right, I'm going to die. And just jumped in after him. And then the next thing I know, here's this like swarm of sea turtles and Chet's like holding it and touching it. I'm just okay, like, okay, well the guy that took us on the cruise was like, don't touch the sea turtles. And then he was like riding around on one's back. So I was like, okay, clearly they you're getting like mixed it. messages. Yeah. I yeah. see that. Yeah. yeah, that that you know you, you have way. to ride that stuff out. The turtle was smiling, so <laughs> I think it's all good. I, I do have one question related to you said what can we do? Yes, yes, because I think people don't realize how much of this is privately funded. We don't have government resources to protect these uh, to protect these lands to protect these forest lands that are so essential. People don't realize how 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 delicate the funding is as well. So I don't know if you could, can you speak to that a little bit? Well, I knew, I know that forest fires don't know boundaries. So if a forest fire is jumping from public land to private land to tribal lands, um, it doesn't make a difference to the forest fire. So it's important why all of these entities work together. And it has been proven, um, especially, uh, the fire after the Rodeo Chetaskai fire. Oh, I remember that fire. Oh, yeah. Do yeah. you remember that, guys? And I'm, all, I'm blanking what, what, on What year was that? Well, was I alive? <laughs> you well, might have been. I, I think I was a kid. What year was that? It, feel, it feels I'm like it was forever. So let's find out. Yeah, Google, <laughs> let's find out. Google it. I know the dude fire okay, was 95. Okay, Tammy Bossy's looking it up. I believe so we it need was 2001, but that, that's just a... And while she's Justin looking Moore. it up, I think we need to hear another song from Summer so we can get her three songs right. in. Right. Summer... Yes. Can we hear a song as we look up these details? And everybody, if you have any questions for Tammy Bossy, because she's with the Green Chamber and she's a wealth of knowledge about everything green. And, you know, she uh, is here in the studio. So if we have any questions for her when we get back. All right. And more questions for Kristen Atwell Ford about her films and how we can be part of it. Yeah, maybe we can can be an extra. (laughs) Speaking of films. And maybe Summer could be, her music could be in your next movie Ooh, love to what That's i was gonna say i mean i is, called summer and i said hey you you got to come in and be in the studio yes. because i think she could maybe put you in a movie i would love that there we go see go. i'm putting her on the Cameo. spot right now <laughs> but uh i just saw the elton john movie oh all right so did which i I've always loved Day. elton john always didn't know half the stuff about him kind of a crazy guy i didn't really know that great movie but i thought it was it was the, the beginning was kind of or the half, first half was a little sad it is. Because he didn't have any love. He didn't. But, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that's a part of it for a lot of people. And it, it was a very interesting movie to see. I didn't know it was going to be, like, a whole musical. I thought it was kind of going to be, like, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody and stuff like that, where, you know, they played the music, but it wasn't 
as a musical form. This is the kind of thing where people would be just talking and they'd be like, how are you today? And they'd be like, when are you going to come down? Like, there's a response, you know? (laughs) That's a little cheesy to me, but that's just my opinion. I'm a singer and I don't like that. See, what I loved loved was that, uh, to me, the ending was about forgiveness. It was. Because in the end, he's in therapy and he's forgiving his father. Oh, that's right. Let's not spoil it, though. That's right. Okay. I mean, it's just history and you can look it up anywhere. But he forgives his parents for all, all that went on so yes but anyway everyone go out and see the movie i thought this it was great is my favorite elton john Summer? song i love this song oh, i, I love, love you for this playing for elton so john. long i uh i just adore this song i don't it's great that's all i can say about it i, I love it isn't she beautiful <laughs> all right this is a uh, goodbye yellow brick road oh it's I one of my favorites love this one gonna come down when are you going to land should have stayed on the farm should I listen to my man you know you can hold me forever I didn't sign up for you I'm not a present for your friends to open it's pussy I'm to be singing the blues So goodbye, yellow brick road Where the dogs of society howl You can't believe me in your pit house I'm going back to my plow Back to Holland, Old Island Told. Oh, I finally decided my future lies beyond the yellow brick road. Now, now. What do you think you'll do then? I bet you shoot down your plate. Couple of vodka and tonics to set you on your feet again. Maybe you'll get a replacement. It's plenty like me to be found. Mongrels who ain't got a penny. It's different for tidbits like you on the ground.
Oh my you gosh, don't even need so another much. musician. I just, I just love you so much. Aw, thank you. Total chills. And that was like, I mean, Elton, you know what? Amazing. He needs to hear you sing that. Yeah, you he does. Yeah. That. Well, and he's Damn. just in the other room, so let's go grab him. <laughs> no. no, I'm serious. Like th- Fashion, I love what he wears. I mean, I'm... Right now, I'm a little bit dressed down for what I do. I'd wear some crazy stuff. I wear <laughs> in a some good really way. Wet. Crazy in a good crazy way. Crazy in a good way. Very you really extravagant. Do. You're a showman, so just like he is. Distinction. <laughs> or he, how he is. Yeah. Well, I do feel like after seeing the movie, now the words make sense. It's different, every though, because song. he didn't, I didn't write get it those before. songs. He didn't write the lyrics Ernie. to his right, songs. Right, right. His, his best friend did. So yes. Who's in the movie? To me, it seems, it's kind of weird, because when they sing songs in the movie, they do it to, you know, narrate what's happening. But while knowing that it's not his words, it almost makes it weird because it's like, oh, he's singing this about that person, but no, he's not. That's this guy's words that he wrote about something completely different. Although they were best friends and they were they always were. together. They were. And it's it, just interesting knowing, mm-hmm. you know, because it takes were like a little bit of the magic out of it to know that, you know, like, I mean, he's still a very talented writer with the uh, musicality of it, but it's just crazy to know that he just couldn't do the lyrics on his own. That's a big part. You know, sometimes you need the synergy of telling the story together. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. Well, I, I, love, I love your input, but I feel differently. Let's all go out and see the movie, and we can talk about it next time yes. you're on. Because I felt, I, I felt a closeness with Benny, with, with the two of them being best friends, and he looked at him like his brother because yeah. he wasn't close to his family. It, I mean, it was he, a very important bond, I think, yes, for him. Yes, and so, so he knew him so intimately so therefore, he was the one that wrote the words. So and kind then, of an inspiration. Yes. Inspiration yes. Still. And then he but. would take the words and then write, you know, the music. I don't know. I thought it, I thought it was a great movie. It just wasn't a movie for Father's Day. Because, well, because. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> right. You're right. <laughs> and I saw it on Father's Day. For some people, maybe. Well, because the father was not a good father. Right. And he loved that. his mother. And I thought the mother. Right. I thought the mother was a great mother until that one time when she, she said. She kind of goes back and forth. You yeah, know? she goes back and forth where she can sometimes, be Because sometimes, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, I guess she's getting better. And then you're like, whoa. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we got to get back to the Green Chamber, and we want to get another song in with you, Summer. So thank you, uh, Tammy Bossy. Uh, I want to know what you're thinking about the wildfires, the water, and what we can do here in Arizona to get our state more green and more sustainable. Because we're kind of behind in comparison to some other states. Well, I think the key is to always think about how to balance profit and planet. And I think one of the things I love about the Green Chamber so much is that we look at how can business be part of the solution? Mm -hmm. Because the narrative has been so much about is is it business or is it environment? Mm -hmm. Which is it? It can't be both, and that is absolutely not true. You're seeing exciting examples every single day of businesses doing some amazing things. Um, So Iglo just changed from from styrofoam into a whole new paper product, you know, paper-based product. And their Colgate is working on changing the toothpaste so that you can actually recycle the tubes now. And it's just this, there's so much happening all the time, every, every day. And that's so important to announce the good news. It is. Because yeah, that yes. inspires most of us to do more yeah. and take action. Because it's not about just hearing it. It's about what can we do as an individual? How can I make a difference? And, yeah. and you, letting that mushroom and, and you know, getting your friends to take action. One other thing everybody can do is donate to greenpeace.org. They, all they do is educate about uh, saving forests and investing and literally saving forests. So it's a really great cause as well. 
They're a great national organization. I love, I love seeing people support local organizations as well. Yes. Well, so what, what do we have here in Arizona to support? I mean, we as a show, we're going out and, and speaking to businesses and getting them to change their ways. Getting, we've gotten many businesses to come on here and talk about how they've gotten rid of plastic or straws or styrofoam. And, and the squeaky wheel does get the grease. So what do you think on that, Tammy? The examples are really endless. And we're going we're gonna to be at Goodman's in August and that is a, 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 the first B Corp. It's a socially responsible um, or a corporation. So uh, when a corporation um, incorporates as a B Corp, it means that a, as part of their basic operations, social responsibility is, at, is at part of their core values. And so the more and more and more we can do that, um, the more we can showcase that. And um, there are so many examples. We have a, we have a caterer on our board of directors who has zero waste in her catering. Now, how many oh, events wow. have we all been wow. to yeah. where that trash cans are impossible. full, you know, and uh, people are mingling up all the <laughs> recycling and, you know, it's a big mess. And I'm always That's digging huge. the trash. I'm always digging the trash. After because the a lot of people are kind of like sour about how China's not taking our recycling anymore. And now we found out that waste management isn't recycling most of what we thought they were recycling in the glass. But you know what? It starts from us. Don't be so wasteful. And, and, and reuse and repurpose things instead of thinking, oh, I'm going to recycle everything. No, we have to have a different mindset, right? Absolutely. And here right here in Arizona, we have the Arizona, Arizona Think Tank there as part of Arizona State University. And we are really pushing the circular economy. So when you develop this pen, you think of it as how am I going to reuse it when I'm done with it? Mm-hmm. Not there it goes in the trash. I and very so- rarely throw away old clothes. That's my thing is I love taking old things and I like making them new. Like I, ha- I found an old pair of boots that I don't like anymore and I, or they were heels actually and I puffy painted them because I couldn't wear them. They were all scuffed up but I puffy painted them so now I wear them all the time. I very rarely throw things And that away. is brilliant. Seriously. I have a whole drawer full of just spare fabric from things that I've cut up from, you know, I just couldn't wear them anymore. But I think it's always important to look at yourself and the things that you're doing and, you know, start small. Start with yourself, you know. And if everybody does that, then eventually. We can make a difference as one. Wait, I don't want to interrupt, time. but we need to get to the surprise because yeah. they oh, just wow. said we only have three minutes left. Yeah. Three what minutes. is the surprise? Oh, I wrote a song for you guys. Whole, oh. No, you didn't. I you did. did. We love you so much. I did write a oh my song gosh. for you guys. I finally did. Oh, I'm so excited. So we're saving the planet. One, one show, show at, at a time. Shop at Goodwill. Yes, shop at Goodwill. Keep your old stuff. And go buy the Undecided Youth EP, So shop at Goodwill and please check out Stroman Water treatments and and get your water uh you need it purified from stroman waters and also go check out onyx body uh we love julie brassfield and she's in florida at disneyland with her beautiful family and thank you for our filmmaker that's in studio very much uh kristen atwell ford and thank you tammy bossy from the green chamber thank you yay summer what are we hearing an original song about being sustainable and understanding that the world is ours, but it is also belongs to a lot of other things, you know? <laughs> On Instagram, you can find Undecided Youth. You can look up Summer Welsh and find me. We're all over the place. The world is a treasure left to all in men, and the heart of the sea is in our hands. It started off so quiet, but then the flames 
Up your heaven and cities, take your fast car on the town. But don't forget the ones that share the same world now. Cause beauty is in the trees, and the snow that falls in winter, and the swaying autumn breeze that's getting cold and bitter. Someday, but now it's time to make change. The time is right, the time is now. It'll come back to you when the seas rise and the heat you built up your heaven and cities and ask on the town. But don't forget the ones that share the same world now. Beauty is in the trees and the snow that falls in winter and the sweet autumn breeze that's getting cold and bitter. Thank you for listening to In the Green Room. Join us here live every Tuesday at 6 p.m or anytime on demand 24-7 on StarWorldWideNetworks.com.